They won a Baltimore Ravens mandatory minicamp for 2023 officially in the books. And we dive into a couple of wide receiver updates, looking at Odo Beckham Jr.'s first Ravens practice. Also an injury update on Rashad Bateman. All that and more coming up next year on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making us your first listen each and every day. A friend available on podcasting platforms, including over in video form or on YouTube. So subscribe for free. No money involved, both audio and video form. If you're an everyday listener, an everyday, or as we call them over here on our network, thank you so much for tuning in every day and showing that support. And if this is your First time listening to the show, or if you're just coming back for a little more, and this is maybe your second time, maybe you've been here a hundred times, we're on episode 1008 right now for Locked On Ravens. Thank you for showing your support as well. Five days a week here on Locked On Ravens, of course, so any Ravens news analysis updates we have it here for you on the show. And today we have a lot to dive into in terms of mandatory minicamp. We're going to talk about what went on during the first day of mandatory minicamp. Of course, it is Odell Beckham Jr.'s first Ravens practice. We'll talk about how he looked, what he had to say to the media as well. Then in the second part of the show, we'll look at Rashad Bateman, look at an injury update with him and his expected timeline to get back onto the field. Then finally, we'll take a look at Adrian Amos and that the Ravens interest. They had more interest, but did he sign with the Ravens? We'll talk about that. Spoiler alert. The answer is no. We'll talk about why. And then we'll look at just other mini camp takeaways, roster moves the Ravens made, and more. So let's get into the content now. Odo Beckham Jr., obviously one of the Ravens' biggest additions, definitely player-wise, on the roster for them this year. Going to make a huge impact for them overall. And this was the first time he suited up and actually got out on the field for the Ravens. Wasn't there during the earlier portion of the offseason. Obviously, he had the introductory press conference, so he's been inside the building. But wasn't there for football school. Wasn't there for voluntary OTAs. But mandatory minicamp, just a little bit. John Harbaugh said the whole team reported. So that's really good news for them. No no holdouts. That's also good news. Talked about Kevin Zeitler a bit yesterday and, and J.K. Dobbins. There was some wonder about him. Otto Beckham Jr. didn't report to either of football school or voluntary team activities, but he was there yesterday, and it, it was good to have him there. The Ravens released a lot of content about Odell Beckham Jr. Look, rightfully so. He's a, he's a huge, not, not only, you know, great football player, but a huge personality. Someone who, we, we all know Lamar Jackson's like, oh, you know, everybody talks about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's the talk of town. Odell Beckham Jr. has that aura, has that personality, and is essentially a celebrity. A celebrity in, in every sense of the word. So, the Ravens put out, you know, videos of him walking onto the field. And they posted a, a little bit of a highlight video, too. Made a sliding catch in there. L- looked good overall. You know, he, he's kind of ramping up. John Harbaugh said there is a ramp-up process for Odell Beckham. But from what, you know, everybody could see, definitely looked good based off of, obviously, look, we haven't seen him playing over a year, right? This is a guy that I, I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing get back on the field. Got injured toward the ACL in the Super Bowl of 2021. This is a situation for the Ravens where they're going to be able to hopefully, we don't know yet, but hopefully get a player back 
who is motivated. Well, that part I know. Odell Beckham Jr. is motivated. But the health factor is going to be big there. So it's not like he's going to be out there all the time, every single practice, every single snap, and every single play. But there's going to be a ramp-up process for him. Now, when speaking to the media, Odo Beckham did have a lot of interesting things to say. I think the quote that that captured everyone was about DeAndre Hopkins, who, look, we've talked about plenty on the show, and we're going to talk about it again right now because, obviously, Lamar Jackson requested, did not demand, requested both DeAndre Hopkins and Odo Beckham Jr., at least saying, hey, you know, what What can we do here? Can this maybe be an option? The Ravens sign Odo Beckham. Now, he was asked, Odo Beckham was about his communication with DeAndre Hopkins and talked a little bit about the 30-year mark, too, and, you know, said, no, if you can play, you can play. But with DeAndre Hopkins, they were both in Arizona. They were joking before the draft about possibly even going to the Ravens, and that is not really his call, obviously. And said he's excited to watch him again. He thinks he can still ball. So, you know, there was talk, whether it was jokes or not, about going to the Ravens and everybody's, oh, DeAndre to Baltimore, DeAndre to Baltimore. I, I still don't think it's going to happen, but who knows? Maybe maybe it will. But there were a lot of interesting tidbits that Odo Beckham had to say. Obviously, he mentioned Lamar Jackson as one of the one of the driving factors behind signing with the Ravens, and that was pretty widely known, I feel like. But for what Baltimore has at the wide receiver group right now, you can argue, I think there are people on both sides of the scale. Some people believe that Odell's a number one. Other people believe Rashad Bateman is a number one. We will see as time goes on here. But talking about his first impressions of being in Baltimore and saying he's happy to be back in the building and you know been away from the game a little bit, so being able to get back and get things going. And also talking about chemistry, you know, developing chemistry over time also said that he'll be down in Florida training with Lamar Jackson. So there is plenty of time for that. And he's not really worried about it. Definitely seemed nonchalant about the whole thing. And look, he's bought into Baltimore. We talked about him being at the Preakness, was wearing an Oriole City Connect hat. So he has embraced the city. And that, to me, is one thing that's really, really cool. Not just him being, you know, a member of the Ravens in Baltimore, but him actually becoming an, an active uh, member of the community in Baltimore, which is really, really cool to see. Odell also talked a little bit about his expectations for practice over the next couple of days and participation amounts for him. Said he doesn't really have a set play or play numbers in his head, but you know, you get the reps in, you get your work and you don't only have, you don't always have to build a chemistry by taking those reps. Also said he's not necessarily sure, you know, is he, is he at hundred percent healthy? Said he doesn't really know. He's been asked the question. He's never given a percent number and you know, he, he likes where he's at right now. That, that's what he's saying. He's trying to gear up, get ready, and have that ramp-up period happen. Says he, he's safe to say he feels good about the progress. Odell said, yes, he feels good. And also talked a lot about his, his, his familiarity. And also talked a lot about his familiarity with Todd Munkin. Obviously, they were together for a year in Cleveland. And talked, you know, football, as he said, it's different verbiage, different language, and foreign language just readjusted into different words. And you know, the most important thing for him, he, he he said it throughout the course of the entire interview, making sure he's healthy and the rest will take care of itself. Also talked about how putting on a jersey, you know, was most emotional, meaningful for him, but he's in a good mental headspace right now. He's trying to downplay it, but he's going to be excited to put on a jersey for the first time. And building up patience during the post-injury process, you know, said it was a process and feels like you know when that is when being at the top of you know sports success of success in general when that's taken away from you it's, it's not really easy to live with and I think that's for anything and talked a little bit about how you know 
you can write all the stories in the world, but you have to do it on the field during the season. So this is, I talked about, he is motivated, look to be motivated. And I feel like we'll contribute for them, assuming obviously health permitting, but then also talked a bit about a Super Bowl experience saying that, you know, it was not fun for him to get injured during there said that, you know, he was ready to go, was locked in before the game. And then, you know, talked about, what he did during the game, you know, scored a touchdown. And he he said he's been on record saying he thought he was on his way to winning the Super Bowl MVP. So I think Odell is someone that Ravens fans are going to really love and talked about playing with Lamar Jackson. I said, you know, said he's one of the reasons why Odell signed in Baltimore. He's been watching Lamar for years, watching him was at Louisville and <laughs> said he doesn't know who's faster. So maybe we'll have to get a race between those two guys. But, you know, with, New York with him being there and being with Saquon Barkley, seeing another guy putting on those cleats and knowing they're special. And it said, that's the same thing with Lamar Jackson is excited about the opportunity to play with him and talk about him as a passer a little bit too. You know, the perception versus reality, Lamar plays quarterback. He said, he's been throwing the ball all his life and, you know, said he's got a strong arm. It gets to you fast and he's excited about that. And he said, you know, he'll take 10 passes over 10 runs all the time. If they're going to air it out, that's fine with him. And that's, to me, a big takeaway from Odell's first practice for me with that particular answer is the fact that I don't know if Odell signs here. In fact, I highly doubt Odell signs here if Greg Romans or the offensive coordinator or the offense is still super, super run-oriented. Again, not saying they're going to abandon it, not saying they're going to completely take it out of the playbook, but I do think – that this is an opportunity for them to really air the ball out with the group wide receivers that they have. And as we've heard Lamar Jackson say, now we hear Odell Beckham say it running is <laughs> these, these guys like to the football. They like to, they like to catch passes and it's going to be exciting to see what they can do overall. And also did talk about embracing the city of Baltimore, Jamil McLean, a former Ravens player. And I was the director of player engagement with them. He heard a lot of great things. Jamil McLean played in New York with Odell. So that's how we kind of heard about it said, you know, you'll love it. You'll love the city. And so he's not an Orioles fan. He, he said, don't get me in trouble now. But, you know, he's excited and wants to check out the city, check out the atmosphere and being present and staying in the moment. But coming up in the second part of the show, we'll be diving into an injury update on Rashad Bateman. So going from Odo Beckham Jr. to Rashad Bateman. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to dive into here on Locked on Ravens. But first, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And make a way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And we're now done with the NBA Finals. And we now baseball, full baseball season with the Orioles. So if you want to bet on Adley Rutschman, Gunnar Henderson, who's been on a tear recently, or just Orioles wins, go and do it over at FanDuel. They have great promotions every day. They have a safe and secure app. You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're back here. Our second segment, Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still here with you, diving into wide receiver talk. We just talked about Odo Beckham Jr.'s first practice with the Ravens. Again, looked good based on everything we could see with the videos. Had a lot of very insightful answers. But let's get into Rashad Bateman now, someone who, again, you talk about Odell, you talk about Rashad Bateman, those two, and obviously Zay Flowers and some of the other guys are going to be very important to Baltimore's success this year. But Bateman not on the field for the Ravens, and there was an update on him and what he's working with. John Harbaugh saying Rashad Bateman working off to the side, doing an individual work, and doesn't expect him to be fully involved during mandatory minicamp. And John Harbaugh said he had a shot for healing purposes, uh, cortisone type deal that will keep him out for a couple days and said that the team decided to just let him keep rehabbing and making sure he's ready to go 
for training camp. And I, I think the initial reaction to this was a lot of worry for a lot of people because with Rashad Bateman, you, you, you obviously don't want to hear about something like this, but I think this is the Ravens just being cautious and making sure they're taking every precautionary measure they can with their guys to make sure, look, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter if they're ready right now. What matters is they're ready for week one and they're fully healthy for week one. You know, if Rashad Bateman has to miss time to get back to 100% and misses reps because of it, look, 100% okay. You don't want to force these guys to be out there and do all this crazy stuff. And, you know, they're not fully healthy, not fully confident. And then they land one way and you you have a step back and they're out for a couple more months. You you don't want to have that. Now, the cortisone type deal, I think people hear that. And they're like, oh, like, what's going on? Is this any type of big deal? And Jeff Mueller, who, you know, does some medical work, sports injury stuff, talked about it a little bit, saying that John Harbaugh saying that Bateman got the injection for healing purposes is not a normal procedure to simply just give cortisone injections out to a protocol timeline. And so something must be bothering him as he ramps up in his training. And so saying it's something that, the people should monitor right now. There's no need to panic on him right now. And the hope is that this isn't necessarily to address an irritation that would require a second surgery, such as removing hardware, which obviously would delay ramp up for the season. And I think that this, again, all of this stuff coming out right now is giving a lot of fans worry. I would not read too much into it. Obviously it's not ideal for this to happen at this point. But look, if this is the best course of action that, that the Ravens want to take right now, and if it is for healing purposes, as the Ravens saying, again, we don't like John Harbaugh, I don't think he's going to fully disclose everything here. I think we learned that a little bit last year. But for right now, um, unless Bateman isn't on the field, look, if Bateman misses all of, all of minicamp and then comes back and, and participates in training camp, then that's awesome, right? That's fine. I would not get worried about this right now until training camp starts. Then I think my panic meter will start to go up a little bit, or if we hear something else before then, but Bateman is doing work on the side. John Harbaugh did say, and so for right now, we're going to see what the, what the whole thing is. And foot injuries are not easy. Like they're not easy to come back from. I think, I think a lot of people are saying, Oh, now you got to sign D hop because of Rashad Bateman. I get, I under look, I get where that's coming from because if Bateman has to miss time, if Becca misses time, you know, you got to continue to work up your depth. And if more depth gets injured, then, you know, having DeAndre Hopkins is a really good insurance policy. But I'm not going to personally panic on this until training camp comes. And if he's not on the field for training camp or the start of training camp, then I'll start to wonder, is this something that's going to linger or will continue to linger for Rashad Bateman? That's that's the updates we have now at the time of this recording. So maybe something else has come out after this was recorded, but for now, that's what we have. And Odo Beckham actually talked a little bit about, you know, having wisdom to share with Rashad Bateman about overcoming the injury. And obviously because Beckham went through his own experiences going through that stuff and saying that, you know, it's never easy. Each injury is different. And it's about this team just helping each other out with the mentality of it. And when you come back from being injured, there's always a little bit of fear that you have to get over. And you don't want to have it happen again is what he said pretty much. So he's talked about how Rashad Bateman was training with him and said that they talked about it a lot and said that he's headed in the right direction and they're gearing up and getting ready for the season. So for Bateman, I'm sure there will be a little bit of hesitancy coming back fully from this thing, you know, planting on the foot, cutting with the foot. And that's just, it's natural. There will, will be that hesitancy. Some guys have that for a longer period of time than others. Other guys just get it out of the way and go, all right, let's go. Let's do it. I, you know, you, you can't really predict 
what, what each player does in terms of that regard. But maybe Bateman starts the season a bit slower than some people think because he's just trying to find his body again, feel out his foot. And again, foot injuries, they, they linger. They are never easy to get over, especially one where Bateman had to have the surgery. And, you know, we, we've seen with even Marquise Brown, a recent example as well, who had the Liz Franck injury, had to come back from that, had the screws in his foot and everything. So right now at this point, Bateman is a very important player to what the Ravens want to do. And if he has to miss time, it's it's a big blow to them, especially if it lingers if it lingers into the regular season. What that ends up meaning for them is it it, it puts a very big emphasis. They already are under, I, I believe personally, a little bit of pressure here to start fast because their three, well, three of their first five games are against AFC North opponents on the road. They'll be done with AFC North road games after week five. If Bateman has to go on PUP, let's say, and miss the first six games of the year, that would not be ideal. <laughs> I think, you know, Zay Flowers is, I think, an NFL-ready receiver. I'm not, you know, discounting Zay Flowers. I think the Ravens have, they've done a much better job this offseason. I give Eric Acosta a lot of credit for this, of building the depth in case this happens. And I, I think they honestly had to, because at the end of the day, I just, I don't know. I feel like with what the Ravens did last year, the approach was not right. I think they, they they believed in what they believed in and the principle wasn't wrong, but the approach I don't believe was fully maximizing what they could have done. And we talked about how worst case scenario, Bateman goes down and the room is already on thin ice. And then if Duvernay goes down, it's, it's just broken. And what happened? Both, both of them went down. If Bateman goes down, he has to miss some time. You still have Odell. You have Zay Flowers. You have Devin Duvernay. You have Nelson Aguilar, a couple other guys as well. Hey, DeAndre Hopkins will be great in that room. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong about that. But at the end of the day, I I'm just, I it's a, it gives me a little hesitancy with the shot Bateman right now. It's like, oh, you know, you want you want him to be out there, you want him to be practicing with the team, you know, doing stuff with them fully. But if this is the path that they have to take with Bateman right now, and he has to miss minicamp in order to get fully healthy, I I think that Baltimore has to you know just live with that. But you know, medical experts and you know. Everybody is who I have seen, at least. And again, this is when this is recorded. Maybe other opinions have come out. But people are saying it's not nothing, but it's not something to panic over just yet. So coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk a bit about Adrian Amos a little bit, what the latest with him is, and also talk about more minicamp takeaways, looking at what John Harbaugh had to say, performances from training camp, standouts, and a lot more. So be sure to stay tuned. Plenty to get to on the show. We're back here. Our final segment of Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still here with you. Mid-week edition here on Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen each and every day on this channel and on the show in general. Audio form, video form, I appreciate wherever, however you're listening. Again, be sure to subscribe and follow along for five-day-a-week Ravens content. We do have a little bit of, of breaking news right now, at least at the time I'm recording this show. By the time you hear it, it'll probably not be so breaking anymore. But I literally you know, was, was scrolling and, and seeing if I missed anything. And breaking news here, we talked about Adrian Amos and what his future could be in the NFL. We now know that as he signed with the New York Jets. And there was reported interest from the Ravens. He actually visited Baltimore reportedly a second time yesterday or, or this week, but ended up going to the Jets. The Jets offered a, a more lucrative contract. But the breaking news is that the reason it seems like the Jets were more aggressive on Adrian Amos than maybe the Ravens were was that former Ravens safety Chuck Clark is believed to have suffered a serious knee injury. So this is, you know, super unfortunate for Chuck Clark, obviously got traded from Baltimore to the Jets. This offseason has been very durable over the course of his career. And it, it, it's a definite gut punch, you know, for obviously the Jets. And it's just you, you feel bad for Chuck Clark 
in general now. I hope that it's nothing serious, but the belief of the time of this recording, and there's been nothing confirmed yet, is that he has suffered a serious knee injury. And so it makes a lot more sense now why the Jets seemingly were so aggressive in bringing in Adrian Amos, someone who Baltimore was linked to. And again, had the reported interest and had him visit for a second time this week and just missed out on him. And the Jets, I think, paid for a guy that will fit into their defense. I think now with Chuck Clark, there's a more defined role if that knee injury is serious for Chuck Clark. But, but Baltimore, I think what this says about the Ravens is they're still definitely looking for secondary help, whether that is at safety or at corner. Now, Baltimore's pretty set at safety overall. I mean, they have Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton and you know Geno Stone there as well. But corner-wise, I, I really think Bryce Callahan, to me, is the move. I, I've thought it over. Cole Jackson, who's a friend of the show, does really great work. Put it out like who are the options available? Cole believes that you know corner is the biggest need for them. I I I've have corner ranked number two, just slightly, slightly. Literally, it's almost neck and neck, but slightly below edge. But corner-wise, maybe it's Marcus Peters. There are a couple other outside options. I believe they need to figure out who their slot guy is gonna be, though. And speaking of that, we have some updates from Mandatory Minicamp. And Jeff Rebeck gave his lowdown of what happened saying that Nelson Aguilar and Isaiah Likely were probably the most active pass catchers for the Ravens. Aguilar caught a TD pass from Lamar Jackson. Odo Beckham only played a few plays in full team as part of his ramp up. He had one reception. Otherwise, defense got their hands on a lot of footballs. Darius Washington had an interception and several pass breakups. He had a really nice day. Daryl Worley had an interception. Rocky Hassin stepped in front of Beckham and nearly intercepted a Jackson pass. And Jonah Schaefer does Lamar Jackson like completion counts. It's something cool that he does. So Jonah Schaefer said that unofficially Lamar Jackson was 26, 26 for 35 in team drills with a few drops and, and dropped interception in that as well. He said Nelson Aguilar, Devin Duvernay, Isaiah Likely flashed on offense. David Ajabo, Odafe, Oe, Rocky Hassin, and Darius Washington on defense. Now, to me, I've talked about the slot position a lot, and I, I just think who is who who really is going to play there? Like, I really don't. You know, there's not a surefire option because Kyle Hamilton, I believe, is going to take on a role for the Ravens in the back end of that secondary, play more safety. John Harbaugh pretty much said as much. I think Ardarius Washington is a very realistic player to take on that role. Washington, undrafted guy out of TCU a couple of years ago, plays with a chip on his shoulder. Hasn't had an opportunity to necessarily make a huge impact at the, at the NFL level. Came in as a safety, but teams view him as a slot guy. He, he was, you know, undersized per se for the safety position. But I, I, I don't knock guys for size as much as some people do. It's not, it's not really my thing. But to me, you know, you look at who are the other options? Pepe Williams. I think Ardarius Washington is in that mix. I mean, I guess you can throw Kyle Hamilton in there if you want to, but. I mean, who else? I, I, I might be forgetting one or two people, but I really think it's going to come down to Pepe Williams versus Arias Washington. And I, th- I think Washington is a really good player. He, he jumps out to you on film, especially, you know, his college film when, when I watched him then a couple years ago. Someone who has ball instincts, is always around the football, very deceptive, hard hitter as well, sticky in coverage, and a guy that I think can step in and make an impact for them. So I, I don't know. To me, I think that Arias Washington could be the guy – at the slot position overall. But other than that, the Ravens first day of minutes minicamp went pretty well overall. I think that for what Baltimore has, they have a lot of depth and they can kind of sort through what they're looking for over the next week. And then obviously training camp when that starts up, that'll be the big time. That'll be big time for them. But look at a little bit of what John Harbaugh had to say to the media yesterday, talking a lot. And when asked about Odo Beckham, 
said that he's going to be a full go in terms of health, but talked about the ramp up. They're not going to be in a hurry to throw guys out there with too many reps. They want to get a feel for everything, learning the offense, like a lot of guys have been. So seeing as they go with Odell and talked about, you know, how with Odell, you love great players. You love great people, guys who love football and said that, you know, he loves football. He's a highly decorated player and has been in big battles. He's excited to go and he's excited that his guys are there and that all of the guys are there had a lot of praise for Michael Pierce talked a lot about Justin Matabike as well expects him to take off looked at the competitive nature of the wide receiver group too and said that the group that he has right now maybe rivals the group of Jacoby Jones Torrey Smith Steve Smith Sr and saying that it might be the best the group he has right now said that it's up for them to determine that but you know he's very excited about all of those players and said that he had to talk to his team about gambling a little bit and gave injury updates as well Jalen Armour Davis, Pepe Williams, Jalen Armour Davis is out and Pepe Williams is doing some ECG stuff, some individual. So he's going to be out, uh, start a training camp. That's where he's at with his process. So a lot of questions about Odell in here and also talked about his responsibilities for Lamar Jackson changing within the offense and saying that Lamar has been a guy who's always prepared really hard. And it's going to be a different type of preparation now because now they're going to be different things he's responsible for looking at. And again, I think the Ravens, you know, Greg Rome, whatever, did Lamar a little bit of a disservice by not giving him that freedom earlier. Now he has to learn that stuff. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm, I think he will. But I, I wish he had that experience a little bit earlier in his career. And the Ravens, for some reason, just did not give that to him. But Todd Munkin, the way that he's been teaching things, John Harbaugh is very impressed with. And, you know, he's feeling the game. And now they have to just get to work, let it rip. And see what happens, as John Harbaugh so eloquently put it. Justin Matabike also spoke to the media. We'll, we'll talk about that to round out the show a little bit, talking a bit about Calais Campbell and in his departure. And if he's taken on more of a leadership role in that room and saying he would say so there, are, you know, a lot of the young guys asking him questions and, you know, saying that he likes to inform the guys that he was informed of different stuff by the older guys when he was a uh, quote unquote young guy, he still is a young guy, but saying he's focusing on details right now uh, a little bit more than anybody else for now. And saying that he's really excited to work with Chuck Smith and that he's been working on some pass rush moves. You know, Chuck Smith is the outside linebackers coach, but just a matter of BK working on some pass rush moves and saying that, you know, he actually worked with them before that Chuck Smith got to the Ravens in Atlanta. And so they had a prior relationship, which is really good for him. And talked about the extension a little bit, but kind of kind of tossed it aside. Didn't want to get too much into it. Saying he's not really focused on that, trying to put his head down and work and said, you know, the way that Clay Campbell showed him the way, passing that down. So it feels like he has taken on a leadership role, saying that the last year of his rookie deal, you know, wants to have a little urgency, chose to pick the route of putting your head down and work hard, you know, keep working hard. So again, very much very passive on the whole extension conversation and also had a funny little tidbit on the Lamar Jackson contract saga when it happened and said that he personally didn't pay too much attention, but his family was like, are you going to sign him? You're going to sign him. And you know, he said he didn't know what was going on. He was going to focus on what he could control, but you know, let the chips fall where they may. He said, he said, he's glad Lamar is there. He's a great quarterback. They love him as a teammate and a person. And then was asked about what he wanted to work on instead of sack celebration. So he wanted to, get some ideas for that and, and figure it out along the way, but didn't, didn't do anything like necessarily, you know, work wise in terms of like, Oh, does he need to work on a pass rush move or, you know, strength or whatnot? He said, yeah, let, let me get a sack celebration. Let me do that. So really funny stuff there from Justin Matty BK, but that's all I have for you here today on locked on Ravens. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe 
in both video form and audio form for five day a week Ravens content. Tell a friend, tell a family member we're here for you every single week. Then when we get back here tomorrow, more Ravens content. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.